Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit. I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Beast Legends box set. Fucking Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! We are absolutely figuring out how to get a second camera on you for at least the intro. <laughs> because the people, the way that camera is, is set up, they couldn't see you air guitar. Is it just a flailing fist on that's the, in it. the corner? J- just a fist. <laughs> that's the name of a different episode. That's, uh, that's bonus a, content that's a, for next month. That's a, but, that's a very different website. Okay. All righty. Well, here we are. This is episode... 492 of Geek Stuff. Yes, it is. Um, for those of uh, for those uh, in the live stream, it is very clear and apparent that uh, Big Kev is not here with us. Not at the moment, correct. Uh, but hopefully he'll be joining us before the end of uh, the show this evening. Yale. But uh, myself and PK are here, and uh, we are going to uh, sally forth, as Episode they say. 492. Uh, are we ro- we're rolling with this, yeah? I'm down with it, yeah. 415 to Alcatraz. That's right. I think that works great, and uh, that's a uh, and this is a this is a first in the stream that was uh, contributed by uh, our our buddy Will, yeah, currently so. hanging out in the live stream room. That's right, and, and uh, he named uh, the episode because during the pre-show, which only people in that tier are privy to, yes, <laughs> uh, we were tossing around ideas for names. I like that though. I think we should do that every week. Toss around ideas for names. Yeah, Let the bad. people in the room contribute. Well, I guarantee that we're always going to get the name from the room, but uh, that was uh, a definitely a good uh, a good start to uh, to open it up to more committee. It was it was better than my original idea, which was just kangaroo shit for no apparent uh, reason. For, for I just just <laughs> off off the top of your head, the That's strangest it. thing. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, anyway, uh, we do have a bunch of stuff to cover tonight. Of course, 
get a couple of quick plugs out of the way though um just at the top of the show of course we are talking about patreon if you go to patreon.com backslash <laughs> backslash bk geek stuff you can get in on all of the fun that uh comes along with that which is the discord room early access to the show the live chat um did you say bonus all, content did you say all of the fud maybe comes, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's a wascally room <laughs> shit Geek stuff, geek stuff season? <laughs> Fucking hell. This, this uh, show is going to be a shit show. Oh, my Lord. Episode 492, Shit Show. <laughs> the alternate title of tonight's program. So much fun to be had. Yeah, so much fun to be had. But yes, so... Uh, Sorry, I couldn't, so, I couldn't So much fun to be had? Did you just do it too? No, I, w- I was, I was oh, calling oh, were, it back. Oh, all right. Um, also, a couple Don't of quick no, I'm yeah, yeah. more plugs yes plug these people fucking nuts. shut up uh april 28th coming up in carney new jersey geek flea 15 yay um i know myself will be there big kev will be there are you gonna be there this time i am around? planning to be there we have fire things we're doing that evening nice. and uh which and also it's a whole fire event that uh, begins during the day uh so i my stint at geek flea will probably be brief but okay. I, I i really intend to be there because uh, it's my understanding that Superfan Sergey is going to be there. Uh, it is my and understanding. I must meet this uh, this this fine fine fan of the show. We love Sergey. So indeed. Um, plus, you got to get the empanadas. You and know, if you if you load up on the empanadas, you can bring them to the fire event. That's a good point. I but empanadas are usually like later afternoonish, right? Where it's like aren't they usually like a two-ish thing, or are they you, usually a noonish thing? Uh, like one-ish, two-ish. One-ish, I think. two-ish. Yeah. I mean, it might be cutting it close. Uh, it might be because I want to see you juggle flaming empanadas. Because uh, well, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. If I eat too many of those, I will juggle flaming empanadas out my ass. That's personal. Uh, that evening, and yeah. uh, that's not a show people want to see. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, I'm aiming to be there. I just don't know how long my stint shall be in the building. And then on uh, April 29th, um, I know I am going to East Coast Comic Con. I believe Big Kev is going to be coming with me. Are you coming to that as well? Is that still up in the air also? That I'm most likely not coming to. Okay. Largely because <laughs> right. of Saturday night. Saturday night. <laughs> the the, the, the uh, evening's event prior. Mm-hmm. I get you. But, That's uh, uh, Secaucus, right? Uh, that is Secaucus, nice. yeah. So um, if you are planning on going to that but don't have tickets yet, you can buy tickets uh, for advanced sale prices over at their website. I know the tickets for Sunday are 30 versus like... 46 or 47 so it's a pretty big discount mm. if you buy them in advance so uh, i'll be buying my sunday ticket shortly nice um yeah should you got that website time. off the top of your head or i uh, think it's just east coast comic com. easy look them up on facebook or, or just google or, east or coast google comic it. yeah jesus christ episode 492 the cast has a stroke apparently <laughs> is what's what's going on tonight what you have for breakfast sir <laughs> oh don't press there <laughs> I've had that once. It's good with milk. All right, let's <laughs> let's move forward. Let's move forward with some of the stuff yes. in the news uh, this week. Terminator, another Terminator film, because yeah. you know Genesis wasn't enough. Um, oh, is... <laughs> Genesis was definitely enough. I know it was for Christ's fucking sake. <sighs> uh, so yes, Terminator, another Terminator film is coming out. Um, I guess it was pushed back. Right? Yeah, is they're that, they're that... they're shoving it four months later than uh, than originally anticipated. So ori- originally it was going to be uh, July twenty sixth, and now it's being pushed to November twenty uh, November twenty second of twenty nineteen. So we'll see where that goes or how that and, goes. And this is uh, this is all a very interesting place to dump that in because according to the article, there is an untitled Fox Marvel film scheduled for that same date, which. Uh, 
I don't even know what the hell that could be. And, and, and you know what? That might change. That might be a Disney Marvel film by that date. Uh, anyway, but, uh, but going up against a Marvel film on the same weekend, mm. that could be sketchy. And then uh, j- just a few days later, they're going up against Frozen 2. So they're not really giving it a lot of breathing room to try and right. keep that Terminator vibe going and, uh, and bring in uh, old fans and new. I wonder, though, if that Fox Marvel, that unnamed Fox Marvel, I, I wonder if that was... Is is that something that was moved around? Remember, we talked about Fox it might be one of the ones that was pushed, pushed ahead because of all the stuff that was going on, and, right. and what we speculated was probably due to the potential sale and whatnot. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know if if this article is just calling it untitled, uh, or if the title is known and they just didn't know it, so they went with untitled. Right? Um, you know, because this could be um, what got pushed off. It was uh, was it New Mutants? New Mutants got pushed off, and then and, one other. Uh, Dark Phoenix also was Dark pushed Phoenix off. Dark Phoenix got moved, so it could um, be one of those two. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Yeah, I don't know if they gave new dates for them, so I'm, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Um, the next thing that's on the prep sheet, we're gonna we're gonna put that on the back burner until and see if Big Kev makes it in time to talk about that because it's Mouse Guard, and that's really his kind of. Gotcha. It's okay. his precious in a lot of ways. So we'll, we'll jump past that real quick. And I, I don't know if we – just real quick on that Terminator film, it does have Mackenzie Davis involved. And uh, she is awesome. If you watched Halt and Catch Fire, she was uh, prominent in that show. She right. played Cameron. Uh, she was uh, one of the scientists in The Martian. And then most uh, recently and most – probably most in our wheelhouse out of the two of those, she was in Blade Runner 2049. Um, she was the uh, – um, I don't. I, I don't know that they specifically go. With, I guess she was companion. I don't. They or I don't know how they refer them. I, I don't. I'm shy away from saying prostitute because it's. I think that's. I think that uh, changes what she's all about. Okay. We'll say companion. All right. Um, but uh, she's not filming. Is uh, is very very good, and uh, so it's. I, I like seeing her involvement in here. She's um she's an interesting actress. So I I don't know though. We'll I, I mean, I was excited about some of the casting in Genesis, and that that turned out to be uh, that's true. Well, you know, it's Genesis. That, this thing it, that's the magic of movies. You know, casting can be spectacular, but you need all the elements: sure. the script, the direction, etc. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. All Cameron's right. back aboard, so you know, who knows? We'll see. Uh. The next bit of news is both exciting and a little bit sad, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, Carl Urban, uh, set to star in the upcoming comic book series, The Boys. That's uh, Urban. Urban. Yes. Uh, I know. Um, I'm excited. Oh, by the way, he's going to be playing... Um, he's uh, Billy Butcher. Billy Butcher. He's the, he is the, he, the he captain is the, of the boys. Yeah, he's the, big, he's the big wig, so to speak. So I'm excited for this because I like him as an actor. Um, I like the projects he's typically tied to. Yeah, it's fabulous casting. Um, he's a fabulous human, but I, you're sad for the same reason I'm sad. What does it mean for Judge Dredd? Right, so we had heard for a while that there was the potential of a Judge Dredd series. Not a film. They were going to take it into uh, the series yep. kind of realm. Maybe on Netflix or Prime or somewhere. Right. And uh, Carl Urban, 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 that guy, yep. uh, was tied to it to reprise his role from the film. Yep. Um, but I'm guessing now it's not, it's not entirely, it's not, I mean, doesn't rule it out entirely for there, sure. There's, there's potential in schedules, especially depending on, you know, the boys is, is going to the mat like now. Right. Uh, or very, very soon. I'm sure they're, they're probably going to start filming soon. Well, I, w- I would guess. I, I think I he was the last person they needed to cast. It? So, um, we're working the eight episode first season set to debut sometime in 2019. Okay. So we don't even have, so um, they're, they're getting underway where, where dread has, has really nothing, not near that level of development. It's, it's, it's developed, but it's, 
there's a lot more to go. So, sure. so he could be done with what he's doing with the boys. Yeah. And then in between seasons, hey, Dredd's ready. Let's go, let's go do this, and could film that. The other possibility, while he's tied to the boys, you know, th- this Dread series, there there is also the thought that we talked about on this show that it might be going the route of uh, of focusing on the uh, the other judges and and being basically Mega City One stories, and you know, Dread may end up being kind of a, a tertiary cameo character in that uh, that universe that they set up there. So. Uh, he he may be able to juggle both if uh, if Dread is not a full commitment with uh, you know if, if it's not a Dread show and it's a Mega City One show which I think right. I think was that's hinted at in the article correct that it's it's Mega City One it doesn't it doesn't feature Dread's name in the title so any I, I'm not ruling out yeah I'm gonna lose him entirely if, if they know. go the Mega City One route um you know he could be much more of a cameo and they could focus on some yep. of the other judges yep. um and other stuff going on and he pops in from you know time to time um i don't know we'll see yeah. but um i don't know but i'm pretty excited for that for the boys that's spectacular mm. casting like that's uh, that really rounds that out beautifully you got a you got a major name player in there amongst uh, amongst the rest of that cast um you know it's uh, it's sad we don't have simon Pegg as we were hoping for but at the same time i, I don't think that would have worked now the more i reflect on it i i think we were adamant about simon kevin and i both were fairly adamant about si- simon Pegg. But I think the Simon Pegg that was in our head was like Hot Fuzz Simon Pegg. Yeah, right. Shaun of the Dead Simon Pegg. He doesn't look like that anymore. Right. A little older. Yeah. And, and Wee Huey's a young, uh, is that age Simon Pegg. So they made the right choice, I think. And, and you know, for all we know, this is going to tie into stuff we talk about later. But, you know, that was a little bit of case of sort of headcanon going on there, right? We kind of had it in our minds what we wanted right. to see or what our expectations he, were. He's based well, on, like, they base the art on him. But they're not. Correct. They don't have to be committed to that. You know, I mean, And look maybe Simon wanted. Pegg didn't want to do it. Yeah, that too. You know, he kind of just, maybe he could have been like, I don't really want to tie myself to a TV yeah. series. I want to continue I, to I make love films. the films. I, I uh, love you know, reading that, the book. That kind of thing. I love the tribute from the book, but I don't want to be involved. That could very well be the thing. But it's not required. I mean, you know, granted, wanted they they, you know, eschewed the entire book, right? <laughs> uh, and only kept uh, like character names and whatnot. But you know, the the original character of in uh, what is it was it Wesley, is his name uh, the the James McAvoy character. Yeah, in the book, he's based on Eminem, <laughs> right? Wise, and then Holly Berry is uh, the Fox character. And uh, we've got ourselves Angelina Jolie in there and uh, and um, James McAvoy, which was great. So, yeah, we got a problem in the room up there. Did you break it? No, I think I think um, I think Kev is is going to pop into the live room. Oh. for but a moment. So people on the live stream can will be able to see his contributions. Ah, very nice. OK, so um, now, now we got to pay more attention to the damn room. No, we don't. Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Why the Last Man pilot is yes. heading to FX. So yes, I'm, yes. I'm pretty excited for this. Um, uh, I think we've been talking about Why the Last Man, I feel like, for as long as this show has been on. <laughs> like, when's it going to be adapted? Should it be adapted? Uh-huh. Where will it go? There was a movie series, and then there wasn't a movie series. and um, It's been all over the it's place. It's been all over the place. All over the place. And... I'm glad they didn't go with a movie series. I'm glad they decided to um I'm glad they decided to stick with um 
a show because yeah. why the last man the comic book was it's expensive volumes it's expansive right it's, you can't sh- and and it was a major concern of of a lot of us I, and this goes back to before i was even a part of this show but when it was first bouncing around as a movie it was bouncing around as a movie that they were going to fit this whole story in one film yeah right and, and you we were can't like you can't that. that's not no. possible no slow it down a bit make a trilogy at very mm. fucking least but, right yeah so this this I'm happy for it to be a show, but I, I to echo what uh, th- this was part of the Discord chat not long ago uh, that it, it, the hope was it would go to a premium channel so they have even more leeway to uh, to stay in line with the more graphic nature of the book um, and being on FX now there's not quite that much leeway but listen FX has a lot of flex and they get away with a lot in regards to to violence and and whatever sexuality that we're you know folks are hoping for in the original book um so with i i I think it's something that can manage fine on fx it's just not gonna get boobies right okay so all right so that's the only like the the profanity you can get away without the profanity the profanity doesn't make why the last man great they have adeptly translated preacher to amc the the boobies issue, yeah. The boobies issue could be an issue, but there are workarounds sure. to it. So, so for those of you not familiar, why the last man is pretty much about York. Yep. Um, he is the last man. There's there's something that that wipes out all of the uh, Y chromosomes, right? Which is all the the males on the planet. Him, him, and a monkey named Ampersand. Yep. Right? Is kind of where it starts off, and a lot of some of the women kind of take this like kind of take this huge like feminist approach and they you know they kind of give themselves mastectomies because they don't need their boobs and all this stuff right and you see that you see that um in the book but i mean you can have them you know you can give them mastectomy and maybe do like the the electrical tape also i'm wondering is if you if you do mastectomy with no nipple if that will pass fcc ish that oh, might that might pass it, muster i Right? I believe it will because it, I'm fairly no sure. Yeah, I'm fairly sure it's there's there. It's just a, it's just flesh. Right, just, you just, would have it would be scarred almost. Or a, yeah. yeah, it would be scarred. I'm fairly certain I've seen that on network TV before. Um, for the life, man, I can't remember what it might have been documentary kind of stuff. But I, I I certainly think they can get away with that because really what it boils down to, if you go back to the Janet Jackson uh, situation of Super Bowl, is really just the nipple heard around the world. Everybody gets upset about nipples. Right. So if you don't got nipples in there, then I guess nobody's gonna care. Yeah. So. So we'll see. We'll Ridiculous. see what happens. Uh, Big Kev says, what about all the cock in American Gods? Because, you know, he's concerned about the penis. And uh, and also American Gods is on Stars, which is a premium which channel. Which is a premium channel. And That's they, correct. There is, uh, they do allow cock on premium channels. That's right. Channels. So don't worry, Big Kev. You, yeah. are, you are okay. Is that, is that me? Where is the volume coming from? I hear volume. Is it me? I don't think it's me. No, it's not me. Not me. Know. It is. Is that coming from my work phone? It probably is. So anyway, <laughs> um, so anyway, it's you. There you go. So all right, let's 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 move forward. Let's go to uh, the last Starfighter. Yes, yeah. this makes me very very happy. So Last Starfighter is one of those films that is near and dear. Yes, to a lot of people in our world. Um, and it is getting and a historic film as well. It is. It's the first film to utilize CGI in a, in a, in space battle format and all that. Uh, Tron used CGI in a film, you know, in kind of its own little, you know, computer, uh, computer world. Right. This was the first time CGI was used to be quote unquote real. 
Okay. Because um, even Star Wars was practical. It was models. All practical. And, yeah, yeah, entirely practical. Right. Uh, so this was the first uh, space film to use CGI for its uh, primary uh, effects. What, uh, what'd you break? What broke in the room? Anything, but that volume, I don't want it to be picking up and becoming interesting. Oh, I, oh that phone. I got you now. Good catch. All right. So anyway. But uh, yeah, th- this, this, is, um, this is awesome. This broke uh, on Twitter through uh, Gary Whitta, who we know through Rogue One. He's, uh, he's a writer on Rogue One. Uh, he also uh, is behind the book of Eli. Right. And, Rogue uh, One sucks. <laughs> Sorry, I was just I was I, hate you. I was summoning fandom. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, Gary Witt has got uh, he's got some some good uh, good stuff under his belt. Um, and uh, the concept he was uh, tweeting uh, concept art, which looked uh, with beautiful there, by and the way, it really looked outstanding. Yeah. And uh, and that little pocket of internet uh, blew up on Twitter, and it really was a lot of fun to see. I immediately retweeted out, like, "Shut up and take my money! Right. Bring it on!" I'm I'm I would I'm very happy to see a last Starfighter uh, uh, come back around. Why not? It's ripe for it. Uh, it's it's ripe to be brought to modern special effects standards. Yeah. I think it's got a lot of room to be a, a really spectacular, uh, updated work for uh, for 2018 2019 2020 whenever it comes how out. long before the hate starts though um, immediately did it start already it already started oh i didn't see it i'm, I'm glad i missed well, it there's no they, well it, the hate level <clears throat> now like it goes in waves the right. current hate level is why do we have to where's no originality why do they have to remake the last starfighter why aren't they doing something else why don't they do something original why don't they make an eve movie right. and do just shut up I have nothing else witty to go to that. Just shut up. I'm staring at you uncomfortably, hoping that we get to the level where you just scream, eat my ass. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That's what I'm hoping my, for. My, I, we might have to wait. Ages, uh, we might have to wait until we get to solo for that. <laughs> I might have to. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll call that up and, uh, and do a dramatic reading. There you go. My wife was so upset she didn't record it last <laughs> night when I, when I did it. But uh, look, um, I but think yeah, it look, looks beautiful. It really, I'm excited for it's it. It's exciting stuff. Uh, and it's uh, people are like, oh, don't do a reboot. Like people are passionate about, like, oh, I hope it's not a reboot. You know, pick it up again, make it a sequel. Let's pick up the original story, which is a popular thing to do now. It succeeded for sure. Tron, and uh, and he very coyly replied to that, who said it wasn't a sequel, right? So the the word coming around now is that it's it, it's it's kind of treads that line between reboot and sequel. Like it's it's I think it's going to tie to the original, but still kind of reboot the. Well, the the mythos in some way. You know, even though Tron was a sequel, um, they still had to figure out a way to make it relatable to people who had never seen the original. Right. Right. So, and it stands alone. It as, does as stand its own alone. Film. Like you it, could watch that, and, and you could be a kid yeah. seeing that for the first time. And if you want to revisit the original, and, and it's funny, uh, my at the time when Tron came out, I was a, I was a I was working for the mouse. Right. And uh, I, I'm sure I've told the story about how much I loved Tron in that building and got uh, duly ribbed for it uh, frequently. Uh, but our, our uh, big boss, his uh, his kid, he took him to see Tron Legacy. Oh, he loved it. It's fantastic. And his kid uh, came in with him one day to work, and he saw all the Tron shit all over my office. Wow, that's fantastic. This is so cool. All you have the discs on the wall. That's great. And uh, and Dan was like, yeah, we showed him the original one, too, after we uh, after we watched the, the, the new one. I'm like, oh, cool. What would you think of the original one? kind of lame <laughs> i'm like yeah well it was 1982 and it was my whole childhood so you know thanks a lot buddy get out well, of my office so so the pro- <laughs> the problem and this was this was a younger kid you said right yeah he uh, was he like 10 yeah I think at the time? so here's the problem if you're someone in that age range you have to show them tron first yes <laughs> because you're <laughs> setting the see expectations the, see yeah. the evolution you, right you, 
it's like you can't um you can't go uh you can't go back you can't dial that back right if you show it to an adult you can watch it in whatever order you want because right. adults you know they can comprehend eighty four uh, versus exactly. two thousand twelve exactly. or whatever the fuck legacy came out when did legacy was it 2000? legacy was twenty ten yeah oh it was twenty ten okay yep. um so so yeah t- with a ten year old that's that's no that's a, that was that's a hard, that was a yeah, he blew that one that's a hard <laughs> nut to sell so to speak um. Ashley Edward Miller is going to be writing a Red Sonia feature Ooh, film. Can, uh, can I bounce this for a second? Because yeah, of course. Because this relates actually directly to The Last Starfighter. Um, and I'll, I'll segue it this way. When the news from Gary Whitta broke about The Last Starfighter Oh, yeah, yeah, around, we can do this. Um, my fir- the first thoughts I had, and I think I might have, I think I tweeted about this saying, okay, move this forward fast. Right. Do it quick because Ready Player One just hit. And everybody, and it's and it's doing well, and and it's it's been it's been generally well received, and it's doing pretty good box office as well, from what I understand. Um, so I'm like, move quick on this before everybody's like, oh, Ernie Klein is big now. We're let's make we got to make Armada. Armada is the goddamn last Starfighter, right? Armada. I'm sorry, was it? I I don't geek mudgeon like this often. That book was terrible. Yeah, it was. It was kind of, sh- especially, it especially was, because it was I read it. Awful follow up to Ready Player One, which I, read I really it deeply enjoyed. Immediately after Ready Player, I was yeah. so hype, and I read Ready Player One late, right? So I was so excited to read Ready Player One when I was done. I was like, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" I and mean, everything that Ernie Klein has ever written. Oh, Armada, all right, I'll digest Armada. And then it was like, "Oh, oh, 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 why did I read this?" Well, yeah, Armada was uh, was um, painful. It was it was straight up painful. And um, I I'm, as soon as I saw this last Starfighter, I'm like, move it, move it, get it moving, get it moving. And right. maybe they'll go like, well, shit. You know, since Armada is basically the same movie, let's back off of it. But yeah, Armada's getting made now too. So it's been in developmental hell since 2012. Um, I'm guessing it needed the success of Ready Player One. Yep. To get everyone's That's attention again, sped it up, sped up, and revived. The revived process. it really because I thought it was dead. To be quite honest with you, my only concern is that if the movie is also equally shitty, what will that mean? You know, will it, will will it kill? Will it ruin Ready Player One in my childhood? Um, I just don't know. <laughs> All right, where were we? Talking uh, about so Red a, Sonya. Back right? it up to Red Sonya. So Ashley Edward Mil- Miller is going to be penning a Red Sonya film um, with uh, Millennium Films. Uh, Ashley Edward Miller wrote X-Men First Class um, uh, or worked on the screenplay for X-Men First Class and Thor. Um, so right there, right there, I'm like, you know, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm yeah, on board. I'm on board. I mean, I like the Red Sonya character. Um, X-Men First Class is arguably one of the best X-Men films ever done. Certainly the best out of the new ones, in my Absolutely. personal opinion. Absolutely. T- taking Logan and Deadpool out. I, I, I mean just the uh, X-Men, X-Men films. films yes. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the first Thor, even though we none of us had high hopes for it originally. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, and I'm one of the few that's that enjoyed all three. I mean, especially Ron Youngarn, but I, but all three are I, I enjoyed immensely. I, know, I love Thor too. I know Thor two is all like meh. Yeah, no, um, I like Thor two, but I, I really I dig them all. So this we've we've got somebody with a good uh, a good pedigree going into uh, putting this script together, and uh, I mean yeah, Red Sonia is Red Sonia's due for having her actual badassdom shown um yeah the, because she was all she had was the the bridget nielsen movie from right. the 80s Oof. and that movie is a hate crime <laughs> i i mean she's glorious and she's beautiful and she's bridget nielsen and i'm not gonna lie i had a crush on her in the 80s the moment she showed up in rocky four i was like oh hi there uh uh whoever you are yeah. but that movie is is oh rough 
That's a rough movie. And for it's been forever. Like people have been trying to put this thing. It was wasn't Rose McGowan tied to a Red Sonia film? Yes, for, I think so. Forever? Before she did, um, uh, before she did uh, the the the. The, the Quentin Tarantino, yes. Robert Rodriguez. Planet Terror. Planet Terror, yes. thank you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, real quick, since the, the since the chat room is woefully behind, um, oh, Big wow. Kev says, uh, was Ready Player One an actual success? A horror movie knocked to number two in week two. Yeah, Ready Player One is doing quite well, box office-wise. Even yeah. though it was knocked, that it's, doesn't mean anything. People it was, are still seeing it, and, 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 and you know, uh, the, do you have reception the stats? Wise, it's doing well. I don't have the stats in front of me now. Uh, um, I can try to dig those up. Real I, quick. I, I, I can. Or try you got them handy there? Yeah. We'll Why don't we um, work your mojo on some box office mojo? Yeah. Do you want to read real quick what uh, what Ashley Miller had to say about working on uh, on Rental? You read that little uh, quote uh, there. Uh, where am I looking? I'm trying to find it. It's on page oh, here, I got it. Yep. So uh, Miller's looking forward to the project, and the quote is: "It's an exciting opportunity to faithfully adapt the amazing Hyborian world Robert E. Howard created and inject it with Sonya's intelligence." ferocity and fearless humanity i want people to love sonia the way i love her and walk out of the theater understanding why she's so popular and enduring sonia is an icon uh so yeah those are that's those are words you like to hear from somebody uh adapting this uh any kind of work you want somebody that's got that kind of passion going into it as opposed to sometimes we get the you get the occasional quote like eh, it's a paycheck yeah. yeah, I'm writing it, and I'm really excited to work for Company XYZ uh, to make this movie that everybody's going to love. Uh, okay, that's great. This is a person who is clearly a fan of Red Sonja, is a fan of Robert E. Howard, is a fan of Hyboria. Uh, great. Bring it on. Very quickly, Ready Player One to date has made just under uh, $400 million Not bad. Box office. And that's actually not including uh, today's stats. That right. was uh, That was yesterday. So... Yeah, I mean it's it'll probably break half a million. That's not bad. I mean it's not it's not a billion, but right. half a million is not bad. And it's it's not. A, I don't think was it expected to go into the the billion territory and be, be no. This, I don't think so. This major takeoff blockbuster. No. It's, it has a. I mean it has a a niche fandom, and uh, and it's trying to reach out for uh, nostalgia and just and certainly the the cool factor. It's reaching out towards uh, younger audiences and whatnot as well. So. And it's Saturday to Saturday drop off wasn't terrible. I mean yeah. it was it was it was a drop off. It was. 15 million on opening weekend Saturday, which remember that was already like day four of the movie, you right? Know, three of the movie. But the following Saturday, which was just a couple weeks ago, it was in 11, it was pulled in 11 million. I mean, it's a four million dollar drop off, but that's not that's still in the grand scheme that's still of things, holding strong huge, for, yeah. for the time of year, for the, the weather that's that we've had scattered throughout the uh, the, the the country, really. Right, right. Um, the Sunday to Sunday drop off was was pretty was a little bit rougher, but. But still, that's not, I mean, yeah. look, I don't, I don't think almost half a billion, even if that's where it rounds out, that's not bad. I think it's doing well. I don't know well, what the production budget was. And but. I think it will continue to do – once you start getting into digital release and home release and, and, and Blu-ray release and all that, I think it's going to it's gonna fare very well in that department as well. Be, mainly because there are so many people that are like, I can't wait to own this movie just so I can freeze frame this fucking thing right. and find every little piece of, of – Every Easter egg under the sun in that thing, and there are it's it's uh, it's a Where's Waldo of of shit to look for if you're a geek. So uh, I, th- I think it will. This is something that will endure, and uh, which Stephen King's uh, Stephen King, Steven Spielberg sci-fi tends to do that. It tends to to linger. Like Minority Report is Minority Report is still right. in discussion. Like it still comes up a lot. It's still uh, people still value it, and it still sells. You know, so it, it's it seems like a lot of the hatred and vitriol tossed at Ready Player One. 
Um, well, some of it might be legitimate criticisms, by the way. I'm not going to just, I'm not going to, yeah, it's most I'm of not the hate is not for hate's them. sake. Yeah. I'm not going to discount all of them, but I mean, some of them is, yeah, I think is, I think yeah. some of it is, I think people don't understand it. Like the Iron Giant thing. I think that's people not understanding what the movie is, but yeah, no. you, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. People pissed about Iron Giant. Yeah. Is it the, the Iron Giant's a, a pacifism movie? Yeah, it's all yeah. for, well, you, yeah, but it's not the Iron Giant that you're seeing in the you, movie. You, you, yeah. You're, you're understand, seeing someone understand the film that you are watching right, versus exactly. the the film that they're that <clears throat> he comes from. So anyway, all of that aside, um, I think it's still probably holding up pretty well. So I, I I don't know. I consider it a success. Maybe Big Kev doesn't think so in his opinion, but I think it's still pretty good. Yep. Uh, Sarah Chalk to lead a Netflix adult uh, animated comedy series called Paradise PD. She is all about the VO lately. All right. So here's here's. Here's where I stand on this. I love Sarah Chalk. Yeah. Clearly, right? I liked yep, her yep. on uh, Scrubs. I like her on Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. Um, I, however, was not a fan of Brickleberry. <laughs> um, so oh, she was involved with Brickleberry? She was not was involved the, uh, with Brickleberry. Was that, that the Tosh was the one? Tosh one. Okay. But this is, I think it's from the creators of Brickleberry. Oh. Right? They're bad cops. Not like, not bad like no nonsense. Nonsense. Not bad like cool. Bad like shitty. <laughs> Paradise PD, they're the worst responders. From the creators of Brickleberry comes this take on a small town police department. So, so look, just like we were talking about Ready Player One and Armada. Loved Ready Player One, hated Armada. It's entirely possible could, to hate Brickleberry, but like Paradise PD. You know, it's they could have found their footing with Paradise PD, and they've got something on their hands. So, right. Yeah, we'll see when it, when it comes around. Um, so, uh, some of the other voice casts include um, Dana Snyder. Oh, nice. So, you know, if you're an Aqua Teen Hunger Force That's, fan. Uh, Master Shake. Master Shake. Oh. Um, uh, Stanley Hobson. Uh, Cedric Yarborough, who you would know from Reno 911. Yep. And Brickleberry and a billion other things. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gerald Fitzgerald. Dave Herman, who you know from Bob's Burgers. Dave Kevin Crawford. Is he... Uh... Is he the guy that's always in the? Uh, don't don't feed a guy a sponge, Bobby. Yeah, I think don't so. Don't feed a guy a sponge. I think so. Uh, Tom Kenny. What's his name? I can't think of his name. Uh, Chief Randall Crawford. Oh no, as you, uh, Sarah Chalk is Gina. Ba, 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 Kyle Kinane. But Dana. Snyder. Yeah. So I mean, it's got look. It's got some names that you recognize. I think it has some potential. Um, it's also on Netflix, which I like because that means they can kind of be balls to the wall. Yeah. So you know, I'm excited. We'll see what happens. I'll check it out. Uh, ha- Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery, which is the mobile uh, Harry Potter game that they've been talking about for a couple months now. Um, they announced this past week that the global launch date is coming up on April 25th for both iOS and Android. Um, in addition to that, they announced that they've gotten back Dame Maggie Smith for Professor McGonagall. Michael Gambone is going to be doing the voice of Dumbledore. Warwick Davis as Flitwick. Uh, Sally Mortimer as Madame Irma Prince, Gemma Jones as Madame Pomfrey, and Zoe Wanamaker as Madame Hooch. Where's uh, Where's Professor Snape? Uh, oh. oh shit! Oh. Oh. Too soon. Way to bring the room down, PK. Jesus Christ! Oh. What's wrong with you? <laughs> You're the devil. Um. So look, I'm exci- I'm excited for I'm I. Again, as far as Harry Potter goes, I'm excited for Fantastic Beasts, the the second film. I like the first movie. I don't understand all the people who hate that. I don't understand all the people who think they know more about Harry Potter than J.K. Rowling. I don't know if we talked. Did we talk about that on the show? We've, I think we've mentioned it on the show. All the people bitching about 
how they can operate into Hogwarts because in the books it says they can operate into Hogwarts, but they don't realize that J.K. Rowling wrote the screenplay to Fantastic Beasts 1 and 2. Right. So I would think that she knows the rules. It's kind of her world. So I would You kinda... just live in it. Right. So I think she kind of knows it better than the fans. Yeah, just, just saying. Just a, just a wee bit. Just, just a, a bit. Tad. Um, so anyway, I'm excited for the game. I, I like the fact that we're getting some of these voice actors back and they will give life to these characters that we're... We're used to. I mean, we got eight films with Dumbledore. Well, not really, because mm. he was he was swapped out. Just, yeah, it's a little little, little trade <laughs> yeah. out. But but you know, McGonagall, we had for you know seven or eight films. Yep. So um, it'd be nice to have those familiar voices. In yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, very nice. Um, you know, speaking of mobile games, completely off topic, but I'm going to throw it in there. So I've I've been getting away from mobile games because I'm tired of like microtransactions and oh, yeah. all that. You know. Build a city. Now you need crops. If you pay a dollar, it'll go faster. Like, those games are fun for about 10 minutes, and then it's, fuck fuck it. But I found a game called um, Machine City. Okay. And it's an escape the room type game where it puts you in a room. There's there's an overarching storyline. Right. right? It puts you in a room, and it's like, okay, now figure it out. <laughs> and you click <laughs> all right you click on shit in the room and you find clues and tools and things you have nice. to use and you have to like solve puzzles there are like there are all sorts of different puzzles you have to solve right and it's actually halfway decent and it's got like a victorian steampunky kind of vibe going okay. to it what is this called again machine city machine city so i cleared I the first 10 levels and then it's like well if you want to play past the first 10 levels I think for four dollars. So hit, they hit you with the microtransaction, but for four dollars, you unlock like another fifteen or twenty levels. Remove all the ads. Oh, it's not too bad. And the levels are a bit harder from that point forward. Right. So it's like, okay, I pay the four bucks, even that's, if I get only a month worth of gameplay out of it. That that's <laughs> that's a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. And you, and you got a bunch of entertainment to and to a bunch of entertainment out of sail it. through your time killing when you need it to. And it's fun, man. Some of the puzzles are really fucking hard. Nice. All right. Well, so I'm going to throw one at you real quick because, um, well, you know, it's be- welcome to to Big Kev's uh, mobile game stuff. Space Team played this on Saturday. This is a, a game you play amongst friends, right. and uh, everybody uses their own. You're phone. amongst friends, Ricky. You're amongst. <laughs> you um. What we did is we, we were all passionate to our Wi-Fi, and then you kind of set up your own own little game, and it was uh, it was me, my wife, and our friend who was hanging out with us. And um, what happens is you have a console in front of you with all different kinds of panels with switches and buttons and knobs to turn to certain numbers right. and all that. And each one has a, a certain name of, of what it does. You know, one's the Kramanacker, one's the Flibus and, uh, and the Orb Smacker and like all these weird names. And then at the top of the screen is a ship that's flying through, the, uh, through space. Right. And then below that is a screen with instructions. And you get instructions on like you would get instructions on your screen. Right. Uh, activate the horn thopper. Right. And you say that out loud because you realize there's no horn thopper on your phone. So you say activate horn thopper. And I realize, oh, the horn thopper's on mine. I flick that switch and go horn thopper activated. And then I have instructions to say uh, flip the Kramanacker to, uh, to zero. And I say that out loud. Flip the Kramanacker to zero. And then it turns out, I don't know, Kev has it on his phone. Right. Okay, turning Kramanacker to zero. And you're just throwing these orders around back and forth each other until you – and each little bit that you complete gets your ship a little further to the end – but then shit starts to blow up around you. Your panels start to go flying. And so you're all sitting in the same room playing yeah. this. What, and what's it called? Uh, Space Team. And it, how do you sync up with each other? It's, with um, there was, there's a, There are multiple ways. And I think you can I, – I, I don't 
we only played like all together in the same right. room. I don't know if there's like a playing an online sort of function right. that might be a little bit difficult because you got you like scream at each other. Yeah. Uh, our friend who introduced us to this, uh, she's like, this was a great game to play in the restaurant uh, while we were waiting to get a table, and we got a table way faster. <laughs> Um, cause they're just screaming orders yeah. at each other. <laughs> you flip the Kramenacker. You flip the Kramenacker. Turn on the Flimmis. Turn on the Flimmis to two. <laughs> and it, it gets so, it got so manic. We got to like nine levels and, and after a certain point, the names on the panels become just fucking symbols because right. there's a screw up with the translator and you got to figure out, do I have the Kramenacker or do I have the Flibus? Right, right. Turn on the Flibus. I'm like, no, the Flibus isn't turning on. So I must have the Kramenacker. It's mayhem, but it was so much goddamn fun. <sighs> so, uh, that's my, all right. I want to play mobile, this. mobile game recommendation. That's so, well, uh, at some point we'll get together and we'll have to play absolutely. This. And then right. I, I I imagined a drunk version should be even more interesting. Oh, that's always a we good time. were sober when we played this, so uh, I don't know. Could be fun. All right, let's. Uh, where are we in the time? Can we hit? What do we got? One, oh, two, wow, we're up there. three, three. We got like three, maybe four more things. Let's try to hit. Let's try to hit some of them real quick. Gloss over some of these, probably. Um, too, actually, right you know what? Let's save Harrison Ford. Okay. Let's save Harrison Ford for segment two because we're going to talk about the solo trailer. Oh, uh, yeah. Two, so Good we can, call. We let's can kind of pair that up. Um, let's talk about the genius of the Westworld creators. Uh, yeah. Did I, you watch this video? I haven't watched the video. Oh, my God. Only because all I knew about it was that it was a spoiler video. So I'm like, I don't want to know what goes on in season two. So I left it alone. Yeah. But it turn, it's a big Rickroll, isn't it? Do, Basically. Do, do you want me to tell you what it is or no? Do, do, you, do I want you to spoil the spoiler video for me? Which is actually technically not a spoiler video, yeah. but a but a big uh, a big scam. Uh, I mean, I, you can lay it on me. I, right. I think it's it's hilarious no matter so what. So it's right? a thirty minute video. Okay. Oh wow. Right. So okay. this is what happened. The the creators were doing like an AMA on Reddit. Okay. For Westworld season two, and they said if this post reaches uh, one thousand upvotes, they would release a video that would spoil the entire second season. <laughs> well, it got to four thousand upvotes in a matter of minutes. Seconds. Because of course, right. So they released this 25-minute video. So you click on the link and you're watching the video. And the first, like, two and a half, maybe three minutes of the video, you're like, oh, shit. You know, there's some good stuff. And I wouldn't call it spoiler stuff. I would call it, like, like another trailer just, just almost. Just footage, You know, yeah. footage. And you're watching, you're watching it. And, like, oh, it's good. There's some, like, stuff going on. And then uh, um, one, of the, one, of the, uh, one of the girls from the bar, one of the prostitutes from the bar not Maeve the uh, not Maeve the um... the one with the also the really blank look on her face the kind of darker toned skin uh, um uh oh my god I'm drawing a blank name? on the character's name and the actress's name but I know who you mean uh crap and I can't she's think of her, uh, anyway. she's got like the 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 anime kind of eyes right like she, she's got very distinct eyes yes yes I you know who I'm name. talking about. I know exactly what you mean yep so anyway so all of a sudden like while some of this footage is going on you you see some footage of her sitting behind the piano, playing a piano, but she's got this blank look on her face, yeah. like she's in, she's playing, and but she's in like program mode. You know right. what I mean? She's in well, like she, boot up. She, I mean, she's also possibly adhering to how she left last right. season too. So she's playing the piano, and you realize that she's she's starting to play. Never going to give you up. <laughs> and Evan Rachel Wood comes out. Right? And sings yes. Never Gonna Give You Up. Because she can sing, yeah. too. So they sing the entirety of the song. <laughs> right? So that takes up the next four or five minutes yeah. of the video. <laughs> and then the other 20 minutes of the video is a dog sitting behind the piano, just just like looking around while the Westworld theme plays. 
and you watch it just hoping that something else might happen (laughs) and it's literally just the dog just looking around (laughs) that is fantastic like just kind of you know doing his thing so it's it's really very funny it's it's hilarious it's Uh, worth watching even i will check that out when we get home for you but uh yes very i won't spoil that for the missus i'll 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 let her be uh be fully into the rickroll but that (laughs) that's so good all right. Oh, I love it. So uh, that's brilliant. Seek and it that's out. soon. April 22nd is right around the bend. It is right around the bend. Another 10 episodes the, we're getting. So we like it, that's a great week for me because Westworld is April 22nd and Rick and Morty Virtual Reality is the 24th. Nice. That arrives on that Tuesday. So like I'm there's no talking to me that week. That week just shut down. Maybe maybe no show that, that Tuesday. <laughs> that, that Tuesday just <laughs> calling out. I might have to go directly home and play that game. Um so Batgirl is back on the slate over at Warner Brothers. Last we had heard, Joss Whedon had resigned from his scriptwriting duties over at Warner Brothers. But now it looks like that Christina Hudson, who worked on Shut In and Unforgettable, and who also uh, wrote the screenplay for the upcoming Transformers Bumblebee spinoff, Bumblebee. Movie, spin-off movie, is going to be writing um, is going to be writing the Batgirl movie okay. now. Have you seen Shut In or Unforgettable? I have not. Do you know, do you remember where either of those received well? Uh, I, I, I don't even I don't. know what those movies are. All right. So neither do I. Total blank. Okay. Yep. And I, in fairness, I do not have an overabundance of hope for a Bumblebee movie. Eh. I, in fairness, I like the first two Transformers yeah. films, and it's really just been it's diminishing returns rapidly f- downhill fast since then. I love Bumblebee. I just don't have a lot of faith in anything in that franchise right now. Okay. My concern with this is that, and this is not a knock at Christina Hodson. I honestly, I don't know her work. I've never, I don't even know that I heard of either of those two movies before reading this article today. I'm concerned that Whedon, who tends to shy away from controversy right generally speaking left the project because of all of the bullshit that was going on with him in the project what what come you had to get a guy to write a girl remember all that shit yep. right so he yep. backed away he's like you know what rather than deal with that shit show i'm gonna go away just walk away so and, uh, i'm concerned save yourself right i am concerned and this is gonna make me sound like a terrible person but i gotta put out that. i gotta be honest i am concerned that warner brothers found a female scriptwriter because they needed a female scriptwriter to, to make the fans happy mm-hmm. and and god forbid she is not great at what she does and i honestly i don't know i think yeah, that I backlash think... is going to be equally as bad and if not detrimental we we owe it to her to look at these other works absolutely and, and see what that's all about and see what kind of pedigree she's coming with because I, I know nothing about her i know nothing about these two films yeah and uh and and really uh, you and i both are just going off of the transformers franchise and and uh, the diminishing returns that that represents, and, and concerns about well, how's a Bumblebee movie going to go? Uh, but you, you've you've uh, you've got me curious now. I'll shut in and unfor- I've I've never heard of these movies. I have no idea. All right. So the all right. So and again, we've said it time and time and time and time and time again that you have to take what you see on Rotten Tomatoes with a grain of salt. Shut in is eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Did you say eight? Eight percent. And the audience score is twenty two percent. Okay. Well, no, hang on. No, uh, that's actually very. That's not eight. That's infinity percent. It's it's a movie that's that good. Oh, is that yeah? Is that what yeah, is? that's what that means. <laughs> Oof, eight percent. Jesus. And let's see. 
And again, grain of salt, rotten tomatoes, right. grain of salt, but that oh, that's not encouraging. Uh, unforgettable. Unfor- unforgettable. I, who the hell is even in that? Uh, like, unforgettable it, sounds vaguely familiar, but it also... It was a 2017 film. It starred Katherine Heigl. Oof. And Rosario Dawson. That okay. is 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that's better than eight. And 34% audience score. And that's better than 22. Um... So again, I, I got, you have to take Rotten Tomatoes with a grain of salt, but none of this makes that, me comfortable. That causes nervousness, yeah. None yeah, of this makes so. me comfortable. And my concern is that in an effort to rah, rah, rah the need for a female writer for a female character, what you might end up with is someone who has what a consensus of reviewers and audience yeah. members think are two bombs under her belt. Well, what we've, I mean, we, we've said frequently, I mean, I, there, there's a fine line between doing the right thing. I am trying to be right? so that I don't get hated on. <laughs> but there, there's a fine line between uh, uh, wanting to do right by the project and, uh, and do right by fans and, and do by right, uh, do right by, by diversity and inclusion and so on. Right. But there's a fine line between doing that and pandering. And this, this, you, mm, you never want to dip to the pander level. Let, let's just because because you're you're not doing anyone any favors by doing that, right? You know, so I, it's uh, it's nerve wracking. Again, it's way early to even to 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 get any deeper than than where we've gotten. We've already gotten pretty deep <laughs> than where we needed to. Those scores are frightening, but I, you know what? You, you, yeah, you never know what somebody's. What you never know what lightning bottle. You never know what bottle someone's going to open up and what kind of lightning is going to be in it. So I, this could be a, a, something just she blows up from this. You I, know? I 100% agree. And I and for her and for the film and for God's sake for WB and, and just DC movies in general, I hope to God that's what happens. Um, but I, I hope so, too. It's just a scary start. It's concerning. It's a slightly that's scary all. start. That's all. Um, I know that we have other stuff in here, but I really think we should take our first break. Yeah, that a, sounds good. We have a game stuff coming up. So uh, let's let's take our only break here on uh, Geek Stuff episode 492, and we're calling this one the 415 to Alcatraz. Ahoy, ahoy. Welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Logic. <laughs> There's not a lot going on this week, so let's just blow right through it. Spider-Man for PlayStation 4 now has a release date of September 7th. Why so early in the year? That's so they can be completely clear of the Red Dead Redemption 2 release window. This is going to be a trend. Only little has been shown of Spider-Man, but the developer did show off the web-slinging and parkour. The game looks as beautiful in motion as it did in the trailer. This game really might live up to the hype. Just like Crash Bandicoot Trilogy, Spyro the Dragon is getting a remake of the three games from PlayStation 1. It looks really nice. And to steer clear of Red Dead 2... Spyro the Dragon Trilogy will be out September 21st. The third game in the reboot series of Tomb Raider games, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, has a release date of September 14th. Of course, to avoid that Red Dead Redemption 2 release window. Although they won't be releasing a trailer until May, so why am I talking about this? Dragon Quest XI will be out September 4th, because Red Dead Redemption 2 is out in October. And finally, from the makers of Unreal Tournament and Gears of War, Cliffy B has finally ditched the colossal failure of Lawbreakers, and is launching Radical Heights on PC, a new free-to-play Fortnite ripoff with bicycles. Even if the game doesn't stack up, the price is free. Why not try it? This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. Bill.
build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. Yeah, who's doing this cover? I have no idea. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> this is a great, uh, just a great remix that uh, YouTube never dis disappoints in. That's uh, true. In highly people, you know what? I should find out who that is so we can actually <laughs> give them some fucking credit for. Uh, hey, thanks for introing our second half of the show, guy um, or girl. I was gonna put Spider Man uh, in our own news, but then Coke Logic so gracefully uh, covered it in game stuff. So yep. um, I'm just I'm excited for the game. It looks spectacular. Um, it looks amazing. It oh, looks like that was not an intended pun. But um bum. God I see damn what it. you did there. I, I, I see what see. I did there too, and I'm see. I hate myself. I see what you did. Get there. out of the way of that window. I'm jumping. <laughs> no. But yeah, it really looks good. And when it, the first when the first stuff came out. I, I was excited, but I'm like, oh, that that'd be a nice reason to have a PS4. That looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> and now I got one, so now I'm I'm I, it's on the radar. Extra double whammy excited. Yes. Um, of course, during the break, we heard from our lovely sponsor, Build R2D2. That's Build R2D2. Oh, you have the, the poster this time. Dot com. I do have the poster because I, I don't want to say Falcon again. I was waiting for it to be Build More yeah. or Mandel dot com or yeah, some shit. Yeah. So uh, go to uh, Build R2D2 dot com. <laughs> you can also give them a call if you're interested in uh, jumping in on this awesome yes, subscription indeed service. Indeed, you can. You can reach them at eight seven seven five four four six seven seven nine. And uh, you can get in. In on this fantastic, fantabulous, build your own R two D two. Yeah, is this what the kids do now? Is is this is this where I throw? Is this is this is that what the kids do? Uh, that is what the kids do. All right, nice. Th throw the paper when you're done with it. Yes. Nice. Very nice. Um, you know, we got a couple of voicemails. Yes. Why don't we Why don't we hit through those? Okay. Uh, quickly. We'll go through uh, the, that holdover. Let's hit that one first. Yeah. yeah? Since that was actually, we were just talking about it. Hey guys, this is Nick Monty's Mayhem on Twitter, and uh, giving a call to talk about Ready Player One. Uh, I read the book twice. I listened to the audiobook twice, so I really enjoyed the story. Um, basically, I just thought the movie was okay. Um, in terms of the good stuff, I thought the effects were great. I thought Spielberg did a fantastic job. Um, the challenges in the story I thought were enjoyable, even though they were totally different from uh, the movie, uh, the book rather. Um, that was kind of my favorite part. Um, in general, the whole movie is kind of one geek nostalgia trip for the most part. Um, so it's kind of a nod in that capacity. It's kind of like a, a Where's Waldo of nostalgia Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> in terms of the bad stuff, uh, the story just felt really, really rushed. Um, I felt like they could have done a better job structuring the story 
or put it across multiple movies, which I know that's a whole thing in itself. Um, I had other friends who I saw with who read the book several times. They thought the same thing. Um, in terms of people complaining about the fact that not everything in the movie was 80s-specific, uh, they need to calm the hell down because in terms of you know rights, um, I'm sure getting like, for lawyers getting this together was a total pain in the ass. And um, you know if that's their biggest problem. They need to kind of calm down. Um, in terms of plot holes, I, you know they were ginormous, and the characters were kind of forgettable. So I'm kind of all around the place. I probably would give it a shot, or even buy the Blu-ray with extended um, scenes just to kind of give it another shot. Um, definitely think it's worth uh, a try or a, a watch rather. And um, yeah, that's just my two thoughts. Thanks a lot. Take it easy. Bye. All right. All right. So, f- first of all, a couple of things. Uh, uh, Nick is the bee's niece. He's a longtime listener. Yeah. He's a he's a good egg. I normally see him. Uh, he's local too, so I see him at Geek Flea nice. and, and other conventions. And that was and some, that like was that. some nice uh, insight and and marvelously spoiler free. I'm impressed. Not only that, but that was the and I apologize for people in the live stream. I know you can't hear the audio, so you'll have to check it out uh, during the show uh, playback if you want to. It'll be online tonight for you since you're in that level anyway. Um, but um, <laughs> that was a that was a really well done. Here's what I like. Here's what I didn't like. My whole lo- my whole life is not ruined. Yep. Review. There were there were plot holes. The characters felt a little flat. But you know what? The stuff that I liked was but really it was okay. fun. It was it was, it was fun to watch. I'll check it out again on Blu-ray. Like that's a healthy kind of attitude to Im- have. Imagine I, he, we we have someone who understands nuance. Well, actually, we have a lot of people who understand we do. nuance. We do. Um, and you know there there are levels to enjoying art. Of any type, right? Beyond, it's the worst thing that ever happened, and it's ruined my life, right? And my my uh, my family, and the planet, and so on. And it's the greatest thing ever. No movie should ever be made again because of the greatest movie ever ever done. And shut down Hollywood because movies are over, right? You know, there, there's a line between those scales. It's funny how that happens. Of enjoying stuff, yeah. It's, so, it's, uh, and it's it's really fun. Like we we know this amongst ourselves, and and we see each other enough that we constantly discuss these things and these nuances between ourselves. But it's really refreshing to hear it from somebody else. Yes, <laughs> that's not not uh, that's not frequently among us. So uh, so thank you, Nick, um, for that. And uh, look, it just makes me want to see it still even more. Yeah. And I think we have one other voicemail from another favorite. Uh, indeed, we do. Hey guys, it's your boy uh, Anthony Dot uh, Helmer on Instagram. I uh, hope you guys had a great weekend. Just listening to uh, episode 491, had to weigh in with my thoughts on uh, Matt's uh, OG's opinions on the episode, the Jim Carrey episode of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. I found that whole episode to be self-indulgent. Uh, I found the whole thing to be just masturbatory and uh, wow. The way that Carrie treated uh, the waitstaff in the cafe and I think the opportunities of, uh, that he's been afforded as an artist simply come from him being uh, one of the idle rich. Um, and if you think that for a second that he's uh, grounded and come to terms with him just being regular old uh, down-to-earth Jim Carrey, watch his Norm MacDonald interview on YouTube where he destroys the set and you'll uh, feel that he's as much of a douchebag as I think he is. Anyway, uh, hope you guys... Uh, have a good day, and uh, looking forward to episode 500. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right, there it is. He did not like that. No, but you know what? But, <laughs> but again, so here, all right, so here's a bit of a, a different take on an opinion on something. 
but he presented it in a pretty good way. I yeah. actually do want to seek out that Norm Macdonald interview. I, that's that's um, worth checking out. Yeah. Um, and look, maybe it will change my opinion. I actually, I actually also want to go back now and watch the Jim Carrey interview and see if there are things that I missed or or, yeah. or things that he pointed out that maybe I'll feel differently. Once I look at them through a different lens, you know, it's healthy to be able to look at your opinion and, and, and you see can, if it changes change. or People evolve. It happens. Um, uh, including Jim Carrey. I mean, the, the dude, I mean, the dude's a mess. Oh, like, he, sure. he's a mess. He, he is clearly, clearly super affected by the, the death of the, the girl that he was seeing, which, um, you know, she it was it was an OD situation. Right. And that uh, and she came upon that through grabbing, you know, getting a hold of his his medicine. So there's here's a there's a feeling of responsibility on sure. his part. People try to spin that to be it's like, well, he actually killed, killed her. her right. And that's fucking ridiculous. Uh, so the guy's a mess from that in and of itself. Uh, he's also from what the rumor mill says uh, he's he's done quite a bit of acid in, yeah, uh, well. in a relatively short amount of time. And I, I think that's kind of messed with his his worldview yeah. and his and his view of humanity and life the universe and, and everything too his brain looks like and a paint was, palette that just fell on the yeah, floor yeah. Yeah. and he was always a little weird right well he's always a lot weird he's, he's always, always been, been a character yeah. so like uh, it, it's it's just it's it's interesting to see what he's evolved into now and and sh- yeah listen we watched the the jim carrey uh, the, jim, the um i was gonna say andy dick andy kaufman um documentary the uh-huh. uh the the, the uh was it andy and me or yeah, J- yeah. jim and andy whatever the hell it was and uh you know like watching him making man on the moon it's like okay we get the process that you went through but you're a fucking asshole yeah you're being really shitty to these people who are just trying to come to work and do the and, job and get the movie shot and go right. the fuck home to their families and you're being a fucking being an ass hat so i i i certainly get uh a a, a I don't want to say hatred for him, but I yeah. certainly get a, a dislike for Jim Carrey, the the person and the character, because he he is unique. Well, I will that's um, for sure. I will seek out those things. I'll watch them again. Um, but more importantly, um, to that voicemail, although Anthony's opinion is completely valid, um, and and we like it, uh, he is a fantastic artist, and you should follow him on Instagram. Yes, absolutely. Anthony dot Helmer on Instagram. Um, I like that he's our boy. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with. This. I'm certainly happy with that. Um, I even met him, and I'm happy with seriously, that. Seriously, he's one of the nicest dudes. I've met him a couple times in person. His art is beautiful. I own a bunch of it. So um, show him some love and support. Anthony.Helmer on Instagram. All right. Let's move forward with some of the other stuff we have in the news, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. Yep. Um, you know what? Very quickly. Let's very quickly hit on the namesake for tonight's episode. Oh, my God. Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, because I, I feel like if we don't hit this now real quick, we're going to miss it. And then people are going to be like, I don't get <laughs> the title. I don't understand. Yeah. So TJ Miller is a enormous douchebag. We know this about TJ Miller. Yeah. I don't think this is a shock. Um, I don't think that necessarily de- takes away my opinion of his performance. I happen. I like him. I think he's pretty funny. I did not like him in Cloverfield. I did like him in Deadpool. I did like him in Big Hero 6, and I'm very kind of meh about him on Silicon Valley. That's what I know of T.J. Miller. If there right. are other projects or things that he's done, I don't. I know those four things, and that's it. Um, but apparently in what we think might have been a drunken rage. Oh, yeah. He was drunk as fuck, apparently. Um, he called in a fake bomb threat. <laughs> on a on train, a train. bound from Penn Station, New York to Connecticut. Right. And uh, and I think apparently reported the wrong train. He reported a, a, a train that Correct. he wasn't on. Correct. First, uh, which sent um, 
sent law enforcement to a uh, to a different vehicle entirely and, and created havoc and delays for all the people on that train, which had no bombs on it. Right. And uh, his train, which also had no fucking bombs on it. Uh, they eventually found their way to uh, to that train, which uh, made it all the way to Westport, Connecticut. Right. There's a concern there, and it's kind of a, a little bit of a buried part of the story, uh, that a train got from, uh, from, like, Penn Station all the way to Westport, Connecticut before somebody got a hold of a train that potentially has a bomb on the fucking thing. But, all right. Yes, but in but in uh, in our in our law enforcement's defense, right? They went after. All right, here, here's the thing: if someone is calling in a legit bomb threat, mm. they're normally not giving you misinformation because that kind of defeats the point. Normally, calling in the bomb threat right. is either you're trying to you're being a douche and you're trying to prevent something else from happening right. or get out of something, or you are the bomber and you're trying to gain some notoriety. So you're giving accurate information right. because you want it to play out. So in our, in our, the police off, you know, in, in, in the law enforcement's defense, they went after the trend that they thought had the bomb for it. Right. I, I mean, and then they had a scramble and go, well, if it wasn't this one, which one is it? Right. How many trains leave Penn station? I don't know. We don't know. At least I didn't see how much information they had and how yeah. they eventually tracked it. It's, a, it's an I unfolding agree. story. I too. agree. It, it is. It is a little scary. Um, but, but more importantly, TJ Miller, he's fucked, man. You're an the, asshole. The feds picked him up. Yeah. It's, and this, this, this holds potentially a five year prison, prison sentence for the man. Although in, in all honesty, the way, the way our fucked up society works, he'll probably get put on like house arrest. He, he could get a pass of some sort, yeah. but, but I mean, there could also be a make, exa- I mean, the guy is not, he's not a highly bet, respected Hollywood person. I bet he pays big money. He pays a big fine, and well, he get, I get. I bet he gets put on house arrest. He, I, I doubt he does actual jail time. Here's what I think. I think he's fucked. I okay. think he's royally fucked because th- this is this is another layer added onto the potential enormous piece of shit that T.J. Miller right. is. Uh, something, that, and it's it's crazy that this doesn't have more traction. Though it will probably get more traction as we get closer to uh, Deadpool's actual release, which is in a month, right? Ish, yeah, maybe two. Um, this guy has apparently a litany of sexual assault allegations under his belt now too, and a a whole big ongoing rigmarole with that. Uh, he denies it and his wife denies it. And I mean, listen, law being the law and the way we approach law, you know, innocent until proven guilty. I have to take that into account, but there's a healthy amount of TJ Miller story. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of chatter about that. So I have to give that some credence, but the law is the law, innocent until proven guilty fucking go after him right. and, and make those charges if you can uh and bring it to to legal light and and proceed with it is is what i would well, beg you to do if if you if if these if these stories are true what i would hope would happen is that has no major effect on deadpool 2 because i don't fault ryan reynolds for tj miller's shittiness right but what i do hope is that they then choose to move on from him well for the, deadpool 3 if, <laughs> as deadpool 3 rolls around right. they're, they're they i mean especially if he goes to jail I'm for five assuming years this is all true and yeah. plays out right blah, they, blah, blah, they'd yeah. have to recast them but i i you know fox has to be because this is something that as we as they went into uh preparing to film deadpool 2 this right. the sexual assault stuff was uh, was under his belt already like right. that, that oh, that's a bad choice of words too 
Uh, what else was under his belt? Wow. Um, but it, like that, that stuff was brewing already, and they proceeded with him anyway in the role, despite those a- accusations coming to light. And that ruffled a lot of feathers. So there's already a lot of heat on this movie in the first place, and then he pulls this shit. So Fox has got to be kicking themselves. Ryan Reynolds has to be pissed as fuck. Right. Josh Brolin's got to be like, what the fuck, what you, the doing? fuck are you doing? To me, because yeah. now they're going to have to suffer because of this asshole. Because of this asshole, yeah. So I, I, at, at bare minimum, bare minimum, I'm fairly certain his career is done for. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine people are going to hire him after uh, between the, the older controversy of sexual assault, this new shit. Uh, if this puts him in prison, that's it's over. It's his career is done. And anybody hires him, they're out of their minds. Um, but I, I, you know, at, at minimum, this guy's going to be spending a healthy amount of time in rehab at minimum oh, for sure at bare minimum. But I, I think he's more deeply fucked than that. And I, I think it goes back to, you know, uh, just already the problems that are following up to this point. Sure. All right. Well, we'll follow it. We'll talk about it as more stuff comes out. Um, Rick and Morty crossover with Dungeons and Dragons in the pages of IDW and Oni Press. So um, Oni Press, I guess, puts out uh, the Dungeons and Dragons. Book, uh, right? No, IDW puts out D and D. Oni Press. Oni Press is who is uh, Rick, behind and Rick and Morty. Okay. so they're teaming uh, up together yeah. on this one. So the crossover miniseries is going to be written by Patrick Ruthfuss from the King Killer Chronicles and Jim Zub, the Avengers and Wayward. Um, they're going to work with uh, Eisner-nominated artist, artist Troy Little, uh, Hunter S. Thompson's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. By the way, that uh, that comic adaptation, adaptation, Fear and Loathing, uh, from what I recall, I didn't read it, from what I recall, looked pretty awesome. Is it an adaptation of the film or just or its own no, adaptation believe, of the book I believe itself. it's an adaptation of the book. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. brilliant. Um, so the, the miniseries will put Rick and Morty on a high fantasy adventure of the kind that Dungeons and Dragons is known for. It begins when Morty asks Rick to teach him about Dungeons and Dragons. As fans of Rick and Morty might expect, things go wrong when Rick and Morty and the rest of the Smith family end up on an unexpected adventure. Can I, can I read the Rothfuss, Rothfuss quotes? You, you can. I, I love Rick and Morty with a, with a, with a powerful love, and I've I played D&D since fifth grade. So when they approached me about writing a story with both of them together, I had some serious you got chocolate in my peanut butter shit right there. I'm in. I'm all the way in. I'm getting that chocolate all the way up in the peanut butter. Like, 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 like deep in... All the way in, it's gonna be sticky and delicious. Wow, he uh, he really did. He really did summon his inner his inner Morty. <laughs> he really when did. He wrote when he, when he when he penned that. Uh, and that I, comment none there. of the I didn't improvise that. That's the actual Rothfuss quote. That's actually what he says. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I like the um, I like the Rick and Morty, the main Rick and Morty comic book. Um, obviously, I like Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Um, obviously, I see huge potential there. This sounds like a great combo. So I, I will. Rothfuss is great. Uh, there's there's some people are stirred up about this a little bit too because uh, apparently King Killer Chronicles, which is a very popular uh, title that, he, that he's on, uh, that's under some like it's been delayed and uh, yeah. you know, things are taking time to get around to the rest of that story. And uh, t- uh, there were three different people. The first one I saw was uh, our buddy Phoenix. Uh, was the the one who uh, posted this and called my attention to the story, and he's like, "You got time for this, but not King Killer, do you?" So is he writing he's, the King, Is he writing the King Killer novels, or is he doing a, co- a comic adaptation of the that? King I, Killer I, books? I I don't know because the King Killer Chronicles is a <laughs> is a book series. He might be the writer on the novels. Okay, that might be his okay. book series. Yeah. For some reason, I thought someone else wrote the novels, but either way, all right. Listen, I'm looking at the time. Yep. Both on the show and the time of the thing. Yes. And I, I want to talk about the solo trailer, but I don't want to rush the solo trailer. Yeah. I, I, I think we should table the solo trailer. And, and honestly, I mean, that's something we probably want to have Kev's insight on that. I, that is a very big, that's a, that's a Star Wars event 
yeah uh soon to grace us in a couple months so we are not skipping the solo trailer we are um we are tabling it till next week and we will make sure that we address both that and um the mouse guard news yes next because that's kept i I did not i did not forget that that's a perfectly good idea uh the short version though yeah i'm excited i like it i i like it i'm really excited i think it looks great and uh that's it in a nutshell yep uh patrick ruthfuss is writing the films or the books rather the king killer chronicles i mean what what i don't i've never read the books Someone is adapting that for film, though, too, or that, for TV. We, We've we talked, talked about, about that, that. On, yeah. fairly recently, yeah. Um, so there you go. Why, what the, what the deal with the delay is, God only fucking knows. Tis All right. what tis. All right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Don't forget, uh, you, <laughs> could, uh, you could check us out online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. New episodes of the show go up on Thursdays. Uh, oh, right. I got to throw stuff. Uh, but I got to read the, the voicemail line in a second first. Yes. New episodes of the show go up on Thursdays. Unless, of course, you are in our $3 Patreon tier. You get early access to the nice. shows. You get them Tuesday night. Moments after we're done recording. Nice. Moments. You are the elite. Done. Yes. You you are part of the elite. You are the 1%. Is it, is it 1% of our subscribers are sure. at that tour. Uh, no, okay. So what, I, what I'm going to say is uh, jump in on that tier maybe. Yeah, man. Um, I'm also going to say jump in on the dollar tier. Uh, here's why. You get access to the Discord room. Yes. In the dollar tier. You also get access to Patreon Lens. Patreon oh, Lens yeah. is Instagram's like stories or Facebook stories, right? Okay. But it's only for patrons. I plan on using Patreon Lens a lot at Geek Flea and East Coast Comic Con. Okay. Starting at the dollar level. That's not that's not bad at all. So pledge a dollar. For, for a buck a month, you get to hang out through the miracles of modern technology right. at a con, you know, yes. in another state. Other yes. side of the country, that's pretty That's pretty impressive. And uh, if I can, I'm going to try to go live at one of those two events as well. It's really going to depend on what the Wi-Fi signal is like. The Wi-Fi signal at Geekfly is pretty much two tin cans and a rusty. <laughs> I, I, it's not even that much. Yeah, all right. I'm sorry. It's like it's like a, she, uh, it's like a seashell and a flip-flop uh, connected by a broken kite string. That still sounds a little high-tech for what's going on for over Geek there. For <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Look, Geek Flea is known for empanadas and old church lady treats and awesome toys. Yeah. Not for Wi-Fi. Yeah. Let's be honest. You got you to gotta trade off somewhere. <laughs> Speaking of Those Geek empanadas Flea, are worth it. They are. Speaking of Geek Flea, Geek Flea is coming up on April 28th in Kearney, New Jersey. Come and hang out with us if you want. Buy some shit. It's a good time for all. And April 29th, we're going to be at, uh, or at least some of us are going to be at Emerald City Comic Con. So if you're going that day, you should hang out. Um, if you'd like to join in on the fun and leave a voicemail like the two we played tonight, you can do that by leaving us a voicemail at 201-730-BKGS. That's 201-730-2547. What are you doing? I know. I'm sorry. On the uh, social media, I am <laughs> GeekStuffOG. Uh, you are? I am uh, K. Robert Marlowe on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on the PlayStation Network as Flick Dude. I uh, picked up some new uh, uh, show fans uh, recently right. this week. A lot of fun to have those folks in. And uh, if you're on PlayStation, first of all, get on PlayStation VR. What are you waiting for, OG? Uh, and anyone else who's not on there. Yeah, my tax return. Get on that. <laughs> those tax returns are coming in. Get on the, on PSVR. My, I am currently obsessed with Spark. Right. Spark is as close as I can get to being in Disc War in Tron. I think I've talked about it on the show. Uh-huh. 
Uh, I have been playing this constantly, and it is actually part of my workout regimen. <laughs> I legit sweat. My arms are super yeah. sore. It's a it's sport. It's full blown sport. You're throwing the freaking ball back and forth. It's it's very physical. It's very awesome. Get the fuck in there. I want to kick your ass and spark. All right. You and everybody, anybody. Yeah. Well, now that get spark. Now that they dropped the prices on the PlayStation VR. Yep. Um, I don't have to worry about the sale anymore because that's just the new price. It just is. Price. Yeah. So, so hopefully I get it soon. Um, which it's a shame because now, now you're now nobody's in the rush anymore. Right. Oh, I got to catch the right price. Yeah. So now, now we're waiting for you guys. So I, I'm waiting for you on the grid in Spark. So Tax I return. Can, uh, Tax return. So I can beat the crap out of you with uh, space racquetballs. <laughs> fantastic well on that note pk <laughs> i don't know how we beat space racquetballs uh we will end this show the way we end some shows by saying good night big kev wherever you are and on that note we cue the music no more do i see the starlight caress your hair no more feel the tender kisses we used to share I close my eyes and clearly my heart remembers a thousand goodbyes could never put out the embers darling I love you so and my heart forever